Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Bree. And thank you for listening to the Creepcast. If you want to share any stories or fun facts about topics we've t- discussed on our podcast, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. And if that cramps your style, we also have Twitter, which you can find us under at castcreep. Both seeds are capitalized. We also have Instagram. <laughs> find us on the gram at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook, because who doesn't have Facebook? And if you, you don't, us. you're a serial killer. I mean, serial killers have those too. I'm getting off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but our Facebook is The Creepcast with Brian Burr. And we also have a website where you can find the link to all these lovely things and our Patreon, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com. Yeah. Thanks again. Do mind your business. I try to. I'm a good person. I recycle. <laughs> I try to. And then I find cardboard and aluminum cans and all kinds of shit in my trash can. I gotta dig it out like some fucking trash panda. I mean, hey, we're saving things. Save the turtles. Yeah. Donnie. But also. Why do you need to save the turtles? Because they're turtles, Donnie. You know, right? Like, I feel like that's been the big theme with your kids lately is everything is, well, why does it have to be that way? And I'm like, oh, God, we're already in this phase. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I finally, like, get what watching TV with an annoying person is like because you're fucking kids. Why is it that way? Just How watch it. How old is this? I'm like, well, if you watch the show, they might tell you something. But anyways, hi there. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And we're the Creepcast. Okay. Getting creep crunk. What's up? <laughs> Poor Burr. That face, she's like, no. I put too much in. Oh, wow. Fuck it. It's, it's just like ever clear. It's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing in the stairwell. I was like, is she putting the booze away that I'm using? Because I'm not done with it yet. I might have one more. Don't mind your business. (laughs) Well, while I was minding my business, things went awry. The very strong, potent taste of alcohol in my mouth. What? Like I said, only way I'll touch Everclear is in apple pie shots. I thought I put less than a shot in there. Apparently not. You put like... You put like a shot for like, I put like every 20 ounces. Three gulps and then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's a shot. Two shots of vodka. <laughs> My favorite one of that video is always the one of Cookie Monster falling into the dishwasher. Like, what? <laughs> you never see that? The dick are you watching? Like, it's the two shots of vodka video, and it's always like a reaction of like someone falling over because, you know, she puts in so much vodka. Oh. And one was the Cookie Monster, like, just crashing. <laughs> a dishwasher and I was like what? It's the best one. That one video will always get me and then the one where it's like the guy hiding in the bathtub (laughs) and then the pug comes over and knocks over all of the shampoo body wash bottles on top and it's like fuck the police. (laughs) I will have to find it for you. It is great. You missed out on so much good internet. Well you didn't know about the llama thing where it like comes out prancing it's just like y'all gonna make me lose my mind <laughs> it's the greatest ever what the fuck are I've you shown it to you like 12 times already I don't want to hear any of your gibberish <laughs> it's amazing listen we have quality internet videos here that you haven't seen yet especially what was the one I showed him oh the one that puts the one thing worse than a rapist a child no <laughs> we, I showed you that it's great mm-hmm. And I love it. I will show you again. It's my response to anything. What's worse than a child? 
<sighs> so good. Yeah. But anyways, speaking of children, catacombs. let's talk catacombs of Paris, baby. What? Because what's more know, romantic than the catacombs? Yeah. Don't punch a dead people underneath the city of love. Yay. And like, I've seen the pictures of this place, and if it if none of these stories are true and it's not haunted, like. I'm calling bullshit because it's definitely haunted. I've seen the virtual tour of it where it just shows three pictures or maybe even four. And I'm just like, this This is it. That was some bullshit. It's just like, this is fabrication. I want my money back. And, yeah. My thing is too, like, hey, like we got a social distance and you want to do virtual tour. Tour us on the places we aren't allowed to go to. Yeah. Like, like the other rooms that are hidden within the fucking Winchester home or like the ones they don't allow people to to go into anymore so point being i want to see all the secret squirrel secrets i need to see them and this is some bullshit sure. you're gonna give me a virtual tour give me like vip virtual tour i might even pay money for that shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i need to know the secrets yes so anyways tell us burr tell us about the catacombs so what are the catacombs the catacombs of paris are underground ossuaries. ossuaries ossuaries but there are underground ossuaries in Paris, France, which hold the remains of more than six million people in small. What is the problem? <laughs> I need you to talk into your mic and not next to it. I can't drink then. This is the problem. I quit. <laughs> I turn in the the German Shepherd hey, of truth. I gotta up it and take her to Red Lobster instead of Chili's. <laughs> I would like garlic bread knots. A plenty. Oh, oh, you guys go to Red Lobster. You guys don't bring me back some of those cheddar biscuits for fighting. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight you. Please. That's probably the only thing I'm going to be buying from Red Lobster. I'm going to be like, hi, can I have three dozen cheddar biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Try making them at home. It's atrocious. I know. It sounds good. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. I'd Starting like to buy over. a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll name him Jose Suave. <laughs> and he will be on a leash. Just don't give him a bath. I mean, yeah. That's what they did in The Simpsons with Pinchy. <laughs> you know, maybe I should just carry a knife around with me and make him think that he's always going to die. That way he'll just <laughs> with like constant anxiety. But all in the reality, I just want to love him. I, I don't know if I, I can like, legally allow you to I'm have a lobster. <laughs> like, I'm like, grab a knife and like start itching it. Oh my That's God. a good point. <laughs> I I don't know if legally I'm allowed to let you have a lobster now. If you're going to psychologically torture a lobster. He's all right. They're thousands of years old. We don't know oh how fucking God. old they are. I can't. Anyway, we're starting over. Yes. What are the catacombs? The catacombs of Paris are underground ossuaries in Paris, France, which hold the remains of more than six million people in small parts of tunnel networks built to consolidate Paris's ancient stone quarries, extending south from the um, Berry de Fer, which is translated to the Gates of Hell. Yes. Uh, the former city gate, this ossuary, was created as part of the effort to eliminate the city's overflowing cemeteries. Uh, preparation work began not long after the 1774 series of gruesome St. Innocent Cemetery Quarter basement wall collapse, adding a sense of urgency to the uh, cemetery eliminating measures. And from 1786, nightly processions. Thank you. Processions of covered wagons transformed, tr- uh, transferred, not transformed. Uh-huh. Transformers. 
What will your toaster be? Transformers, what can your corpse be called? <laughs> there we go. Uh, um, but they transferred remains from most of the Paris's cem- Paris cemeteries to a mine shaft open near the Rue de la Tombe. Tombe Isoa. Yeah, that. Um, the ossuaries. Remained largely forgotten until it became a novelty place for concerts and private. Yeah, novelty place for concerts and private events in the early 19th century. After further renovations and the construction of accesses around the place, Dunfer Roche Soro. Fuck it, I'm going with it. It was uh, open to public uh, visitation from 1874. Since 2013, the catacombs number among the 14 city of Paris mausole- mo- museums. Thank you, museums managed by Paris um, Musia Musées. Musées, which is French for museums. You know, that's what I said earlier. But <laughs> whatever, we're fancy. We know things. Yeah. Um, although the ossuary comprises only a small section of underground, Calia uh, Carrière. De Paris. Yeah. The quarries of Paris, y'all. Parisians. Whatever. I already know I was going to fuck that up. Parisians currently often refer to entire tunnel networks as the catacombs. Yes. I just love that. It's like, oh, yeah, we forgot about all these dead bodies. But, hey, now that we remembered, let's throw some concerts and private events there. Your bar Woot. Your baby shower. Fucking All do surrounded it. by the dead. Great, great. Linda's gonna be over there. It's gonna be perfect. She's gonna see you walk upon that stage to get car. Uh, what is it? Um, with the concerts where you're body surfing. Oh, yeah, across the surfing. stage. <laughs> it's gonna um, be amazing. Yeah, because well, I don't know. I mean, I say that, but you know, my dumbass would be like, "Let's get married in the catacombs, guys!" Like, yeah, it's so fun. Let's do it. And then we're going to bring home a dead spirit. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) Why am I like this? I just finally, like, morph into my final white person form where I just don't give a shit. And then I'm like, haunted place, of course, let's all fucking go right away. Maybe I need to stop my counseling. (laughs) (laughs) It'll put me into true cocky white woman form. This is a Karen and her pupil stage. (laughs) (laughs) Her pupil stage. I am now working on my cocoon. <laughs> and when you emerge into your flowing butterfly form, you will be ultimate Karen, yeah. who needs to speak to your manager. <laughs> oh, is your manager not there? Can I speak with his manager? Yeah. We're talking to somebody today, Linda. <laughs> I just love that they're trying to like call that a slur. And I'm like, well, if white people didn't suck so bad, I would almost feel sorry for you. I don't. But I don't. <laughs> So, Feed. suck it. Deal with it, Karens. Half white myself. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Karen, Belinda's, Bethany's. I don't know. I'm just listing off names. Yeah. Here at the Creepcast, we say all sorts of names, so it doesn't always... We judge and hate everyone equally. Yep. Deal with it. This is a safe hating space. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly white people we hate here. Only so people. many white people we like. Even them, we secretly judge them. Yeah. The white person. <laughs> like, what you know? I'm like, you're so white. Like, my boyfriend's parents, so fucking white. Which was hilarious, because they were like, when I said that once, 
everyone literally double tilted at me because, you know, I'm like the palest person. <laughs> so when I call people white, they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, but behaviorally. <laughs> and then they're like, fair. Because sometimes I get a little bit of street cred. Oh, Not my much. girl was raised by Mexicans. <laughs> I was. I'm very, very confused, but that's okay. Tacos are the tits. They are. And you they can't yum. tell me otherwise. Yum, 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 yum. And oh, what is the soup thing we like? Oh, is it pozole? Pozole, yeah. Yes, that I'll have to make you some out of cheddar everything. too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so his going on into the history of the catacombs, starting off with the Paris cemeteries. Paris's earliest burial grounds were to the southern outskirts of the Roman-era Left Bank City, in ruins after the Western Roman Empire's fifth century end and the ensuing Frankish invasions. Parisians eventually abandoned this settlement for the marshy right bank from the 4th century. The first known settlement there was on the higher ground and around a St. Etienne church. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying not to look at you. I saw, I saw the head moving. I was like, don't look. Just creep the paper fire. So I tried to look this way and I was just like, this isn't going to work. She's still going to see me. Oh. Sometimes Burr accidentally goes a little too heavy-handed. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> the first known settlement there was on higher ground around uh, ground around a St. Etienne church and burial ground. An urban expansion on the right bank began in earnest after other clerical landowners filled, uh, filled in the marshlands from the late 10th century. Which I can't remember what was the other word for instead of clerical. But it was such an intimidating word. I looked up a different word oh, no. ahead of time. <laughs> like that's how you know that, that speaks was. volumes. Like I literally was sitting there, like trying to figure out how to pronounce it, and I was like, I don't even know what this means. Oh no! <laughs> so I had to Google it. She googled y'all. That's how serious it was. <laughs> So thus, instead of burying its dead away from inhabited areas as usual, the Paris Right Bank settlement began with cemeteries near its center, which is like, hey, maybe don't do that. Don't do that. Smack. (laughs) So the most central of these cemeteries, a burial ground around the 5th century, Notre Dame des Bois. Des Bois. Uh, church became the property of the St. Opportune Parish after the original church was demolished by, or demolished, <laughs> demolished, <laughs> demolished by the 9th century Norman invasions. Uh, when it became its own parish associated with the Church of St. Innocent uh, the, from 1130, thus burial ground filling the land between the present Rue Saint-Denis, uh, Rue de la Ferronnerie, uh, Rue de Langerie, and the Rue Berger, or Berger. Uh, had become the city's principal cemetery. By the end of the same century, Saints Innocent was neighbor to the principal Parisian marketplace, Leal, uh, and already filled the, to overflowing. To make room for more burials, the long dead were exhumed and their bones packed into the roofs and walls of Charnier galleries built inside cemetery walls. Hmm. So they're already digging people up and, like, moving their remains. Before they even got permission, right? Yeah, like... That's fucked up. They're just like, well, we're just going to put these dead peoples in building walls where we're going to d- bury other dead people. Hmm. Y'all are haunted as fuck. This is how you get ghosts. <laughs> is this? Do you want ghosts? Because this is how you get ghosts. Right? Calm down, Archer. Never. <laughs> so, uh, so by the end of the 18th century, the central burial ground was a 6.6 foot high mound of earth filled with centuries of Parisian dead. Plus the remains of... Uh, 
from the Hotel Deu Hospital and the morgue. Other Parisian parishes. If I can, oh God. <laughs> My Turn pages the page. got tangled for a second. Um, had their own burial grounds, but the conditions in Leonison Cemetery were the worst. A series of ineffective decrees limiting the use of the cemetery did little to remedy the situation, and it was not until the late 18th century that it was decided to create three new large-scale suburban burial grounds on the outskirts of the city and to condemn all existing parish cemeteries within city limits. So essentially they're like, Ayo, like, maybe we should stop burying people here or limit it. And everyone's like, but I must bury my family together in the same cemetery. And then they're and then like, they're, like family. they're not even here. <laughs> <laughs> they're not here anymore. We've moved them. Without your permission years ago. Because fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Bill. That's why. That's <laughs> right. The future Azarayi's Paris former mines. Much of the left bank area rests upon rich uh, Luchin limestone deposits. This stone built much of the city. Much, yeah. Yep. Much of the city. But was ex extracted in suburban locations away from any habitation because of the post 12th century what the fuck is this word again haphazard haphazard i don't know why you're struggling so hard with that it's just ridiculous i don't understand this is it dangerous or not either i'm a fucking nerd it's like kind of dangerous well, is that like... That we're just going to say it's kind of dangerous, not like make this ridiculous like, word about it. I don't even say it's like dangerous. It's like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chaotic. Ah. Like when you throw things haphazardly around. Haphazardly. All I can think of is Without people like yeah, a, a harpy like and they're just like, ah! I, listen, I don't have my phone with me. And I'm not allowed to have it on me, so better Google this fucking word. Listen, we're too. probably all fucking wrong. I don't know. All right, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Which day you're praying to Satan on? But you better get your shit together. <laughs> Listen, Saturdays for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Every other day is the black goat. I need one of them. <laughs> we're gonna thunder them at me. <laughs> but anyway, the haphazard. <laughs> The mining technique of digging wells down to the deposits and it just uh, <laughs> but they would deposit and extracting it horizontally along the vein until depletion. Many of these often illicit illicit mines were uncharted and then depleted, often abandoned and forgotten. Paris had ex what do you need? <laughs> I need to check the spelling. H A P. Okay, so it, I did have it look right. Okay. I just wanted to it's make sure it wasn't. Ha and Zerd. <laughs> That's how I wrote it down myself. Well, the, T I double go. Or Y'all need some Winnie Pooh in your life. You're just jealous. Listen, your has depression and someone needs to help him. Okay. <laughs> feel very strongly about this. Yeah, and Tigger has ADHD, but nobody seems to understand him either. <laughs> He's fine. So He's we're all, right. all wrong. I See, I knew it was going to be. So what does it mean? Some kind of witchcraft? It's a or... lacking obvious principle of organization. That sounds even I, I more stupid that, out loud. Messy. No, that's not what you said. Yeah, I said it's like when you're like you leave a mess and you throw things around haphazardly, sloppily. Tell me, like, Jesus. Listen, I wasn't exactly right, <laughs> it's, but it's I was okay. close. It's, I That's have what this I'm recorded saying. that you're wrong. I chugged <laughs> this drink because of you. This motherfucker. 
this motherfucker. Y'all, I'm going to be radioing in from prison next week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is what you all make me do. <laughs> Woof, y'all. Well, I was stressing and contemplating murder while I said Amber's just across the table powering through, and I'm like, bitch, no. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, no. That was too much. It doesn't I taste that bad because <laughs> I can't I, taste anything. So I was, I was more worried yeah. about you like passing out. I have an extreme heat now. <laughs> Do you smell toast? <laughs> yeah, but much much bigger problems if she smells toast. I know, but I just my, my, my arm favorite. hasn't gone limp yet, so we're good. It's That's my favorite. Symptom. Okay. <laughs> I don't like strokes and I don't approve of them. I'm not saying I'm for people having strokes. I just love the chance to ask anyone if they smell toast. That's seriously what it is? Well, what does toast smell like, though? Like yeasty bread? Yeah. Well, I'm not really around when the kids start to toast the bread either, so oh. I'm not just like. My my favorite symptom is I'm having chest pains. <laughs> you all need Jesus. No, I like you said. I just love. There's nothing more when someone says something dumb to me, and I'm like, "Are you okay? Do you smell toast?" <laughs> Because you could just say it in just a manner where it's like, I'm concerned about you, but you're probably not having a stroke. You just sound stupid. <laughs> and I just want to point out that's how dumb you sound. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Paris has annexed its suburbs many times over the centuries. And by the 18th century, many of the administrative districts were so included, yeah, included previously mined territories. We're our, I don't fucking know what I'm trying Point to say. Point being is it's, they're Excuse making me. use of the mines that were already there to transform into these okay. aerial areas. Uh, the undermined state of the Leth Bank was also to architects as early as early 17th century constructions of uh, Valve de Grasse Hospital. Mm-hmm. Most of its building expenses were due to its foundation, fun, fun, Foundations. Thank you. Uh, but a series of uh, mine cave-ins beginning 1774 with the collapse of the housing along uh, Rue de Fair. Dan Fair. Dune Fair. Dune? Don? Dune Fair? Dune? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'll try to pronounce what you listen, say. So. Listen. Dueling you and I haven't gotten this far yet, okay? <laughs> We're not. We haven't discussed the well, gates of hell yet. Damn it, Bree. <laughs> or Wall Street of hell. Hell Street? Hell Street. I don't know. But this caused King Louis XVI to name a commission to investigate the state of, uh, whatever, <laughs> but Parisian underground. This resulted in the creation of the Inspection of Mines Service. The Ossuary Creations. The name of Ultimate Less Innocence gained urgency from May 31st, 1780, when a basement wall in a proper... Property. Oh, thank you. And a property adjoining the cemetery collapsed under the weight of the mass grave behind it. So essentially it was starting to affect buildings around it, and they were like, ugh. (laughs) Right? Uh, The cemetery was closed to the public, and all intramuros? Muros, yeah. Uh, Latin for within the city walls, burials. (laughs) Thank you. Burials were forbidden after 1780, the problem of what to do with the remaining crowding 
intramurals, oh, fuck it, I'm going with it, uh, cemeteries, was still unresolved. So pretty much any of the issue of the cemeteries within the walls of the city, they prevented any more burials from happening there, and then they just weren't sure what to do, because obviously with, like, well, at this point, this one had, like, millions of bodies in their cemetery, like, decomposing that, yeah, it's going to affect things. Could you imagine, though, that's, like, some fucking early 18th or late 18th century fucking polterization. <laughs> you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> you didn't move the bodies. Sorry. The I don't bodies. know why. I just, I love that scene. I just like shouting things. It's okay. You didn't move the bodies. What's in the box? Anyways. So. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm just thinking of that meme. It was like Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's like, you know, my year, and it's just, like, or my expectations for the year or whatever, and then it's, like, cardboard box, it goes 2020. Because, you know, her hand goes in the box. Head in the box. Yeah. Who put this dick in the box? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Head in the box. Much more terrifying than dick in a box. Like, you get a little concerned with a dick in a box, but, like, head, it's like, ooh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, mine consolidations were still occurring. And the underground around the site of the 1777 collapse that had initiated the project had already become a series of stone and masonry inspection passageways that reinforced the streets above. So the mine renovation and cemetery closures were both issues within the jurisdiction of the police prefect, police lieutenant, General Alexandre Lenoir, who had been directly involved in the creation of, the, of a mine inspection service. Lenoir uh, endorsed the idea of moving Parisian dead to the subterranean passageways that were renovated during 1782. After deciding to further renovate the tombe passageways for their further role as an underground sepulcher, uh, the idea became law during late eight, 1785. So a well within a walled property above one of the principal subterranean passageways was dug to receive Leonisant's uh, unearthed remains and the property itself was transformed into a sort of museum for all the headstones, sculptures and other artifacts recuperated from the former cemetery. Beginning from an opening ceremony on April 7th the same year the route between Les Innocent and the Clos de la Tambezois became a nightly procession of black cloth covered wagons carrying the millions of Parisian dead. It would take two years to empty the majority of Paris's cemeteries. It's a lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. So cemeteries whose remains were moved to the catacombs included St. Innocent, which was the largest by far with about 2 million buried over 600 years of operation. St. Etienne de Grey, uh, one of the oldest, Madeleine Cemetery, Arancy Cemetery used for the victims of the French Revolution, and Notre Dame de Blanc Mantoux. Or Mantoux. Mantoux. Yeah. Lots of, lots of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, renovations and ossuary decor. The decor. Catacombs in their first years were a disorganized bone representatory? Repository. Whatever. That word. But Louis Bray. Oh, Louis uh, Etienne Ericard de Torre. He was the director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service from 1810, had renovations done that would transform the cavern into a visitable uh, mausoleum. Which, so my mental images initially, they were just fucking bones, just thrown into a messy pile, and they're like, yeet. I could see that. Like, they're yeeting fucking bodies everywhere. Which, 
now that I think about eating bodies, like, isn't there... <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> isn't there a little girl in there too? <clears throat> it look, uh, she's supposed to be look like she's a doll or something. Her eyes are closed, but like it says that she opens her eyes. Um, I thought she was in the catacombs. That sounds familiar, but was not mentioned. I also didn't like try to look into a ton of stuff. There's though. a lot of shit that goes. Yeah, into that. there's so a maybe lot. We can discover that and go into that when it's a separate side yeah. story. So essentially, they went from being like it was like it was like. Bobby from Queer Eye came in and was like, this is the disaster and we need to organize it. And then he repurposed all the bones. <clears throat> Made it a little pretty. Yep. And then painted the cabinets black. Okay. I don't know. To add oomph. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's done that at least two or three times in the Queer Eye seasons. And every time That's I'm me. like, I want dark cabinets. I want dark cabinets. But like instead of the grout being like white, I want that glitter one. Uh, that extra enough. Like there. I said, I was telling my mom of dream my dream of having that one completely matte black Victorian house, so that way I could be like, you have to reach my house before sundown, or else you won't find it. I love it. <laughs> Very dramatic. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Not dramatic when it comes to my relationships, but dramatic when it comes to my possessions. Oh, girl, <laughs> <laughs> gotta make up for it. Uh, but in addition to di uh, directing the stacking of skulls and femurs into a pattern seen in the catacombs today, he used the cemetery decorations he could find, formerly stoned in the um, Tombrissoir. Tombrissoir. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, property. Many had disappeared after the 1789 revo re revolution. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, to complement the walls of bones, also created from a room dedicated to this display of various minerals found around Paris. And after showing various skeletal... What? And another. Oh, I'm sorry. And another showing various skeletal deformities found around the catacombs, creating a revelation. He also added monumental tablets and archways bearing ominous warning, warning in, in... Inscriptions. Thank you. And also added tone tablets bearing descriptions or other co um, comments about the nature of the ossuary, and to inter in ensure thank you ensure the safety of eventual eventual visitors. It was walled from the rest of Paris's left bank already extensive tunnel network. Hmm. Bum bum bum. Yeah. So essentially, he's like, I'm going to make this a museum now. We're going to make this pretty because... And I know people are going to be intrigued with my art, so I'm going to preemptively make it set up to where people can visit. Well, it's better than them just eating a bunch of bodies and they're all over the fucking floor. I mean, they already... Dude, they're, I they're mean, bodies. like I said, like, they're skeletons. The place, you don't know who goes to what anymore. Exactly. The place is already hella cursed. Mm -hmm. Like, you, might you, as well just have fun with it at this point. You done fucked up. You moved something you weren't supposed to. You can at least make it, like, nice so that they can feel comfortable in the afterworld. Because that's I how mean, you get haunted. Because that wouldn't make me mad. My bones being used as wall decor. I'd be like, what the fuck? I was used But you're okay for your head to be on a stick. It's it, not it's a real not head. It's not my actual head. It's a it's, ballistics one. Because yeah. the real one's probably going to smell after a bit. So. Yeah. So it's going to be a ballistic one. It's going to be awesome. And it can stare at you for your afterlife because I'm going to die before you. And you better take good care of her. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to come back and haunt you. And then you better pass it on to the kids because I'm getting us a tortoise, too, because it's going to be our legacy. You might oh not like God. it, but you're going to deal with it. And then we could do, like, the thing from Breaking Bad and just tape my ballistics head to the tortoise, except don't make it a bomb. But because it, it was very sad. I'll tell the story later because I was very upset about it. Well, he watched the series. But so. yeah. So, but it but it'll be my ballistics head 
existing on top of this tortoise carrying on our legs. I want a Galapagos tortoise. Yeah, they're cute. They're adorable. I want one. Therefore, I shall get one. <laughs> I'm here for damn it. Damn it! I won't get a skunk or a possum. I mean, I'm all I'm I'm all for it. Moving on. Where was I? But I had to get you a fox, apparently. I I don't. Which are also stinky. I don't need a fox. I just like how they are. I don't need obnoxious one. and toddlers. <laughs> you know what I kind of almost want though? A ferret. They stinky though. Not if you clean and you have them. to have two. They're like social again, yeah. animals. And again, oh no, another one. Oh no. <laughs> like, I'm going to be so stressed. A two brat. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, everything in my my house is borderline going to be like Noah's Ark at this point. Because awesome. I get two ferrets, I got two cats, and I got two birds. Just <laughs> you got two humans in there too. <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds very familiar. Like someone who you're kind of close to relative. <laughs> like Listen, no, my mom, when she gets amount. into an animal, she gets excessive. We had 12 birds at one point. We didn't need 12 birds, but we had 12 birds. You hushed your mouth. They were adorable. No, I love Especially when they screamed over the phone when I was with you. <laughs> like you said, don't get me wrong. I loved all those birds. They were good birds. But that was so extra. Point being. Is it actually going to be Noah's Ark? No. It's funny, though, because our street flooded last week. So <laughs> I, I was just like, girl, how are you going to get out the next so day? You I was got like, work. I was warned about this. Except my warning doesn't come from God. It's Siri. Because <laughs> they did the flash flood alert. Love it. Hi, God. It's me again. God, please don't take my cats. We're yeah. almost through college. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyways, so moving on to the modern history. So... Bodies of the dead from the riots in the Plat de Grivy, uh, the Hotel de Brienne, and Rue Millet uh, were put in catacombs on August 28th and 29th in 1788. The tombs of the Val de Grasse hospital doorkeeper, uh, Philibert uh, Aspier, uh, lost in the catacombs during 1793 and found 11 years later, is located in the catacombs on the spot where his body was found. So during World War II, Parisian members of the French Resistance used the tunnel system. The Nazis established an oh, underground no. bunker below <laughs> Lycée Montagnier, a high school in the 6th arrondissement. I told you it was going to be Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Nazis, wasn't it? No. <laughs> so I, the video I was watching said they were not down there at the same time like the Resistance and the Nazis, but also like in my head, I would totally much more love it if they were both down there at the same time <laughs> to just like awkwardly be like, oh, no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like one of the random like, you know, freaking 40s. You know, Frenchman just hits the shade button. <laughs> Why they have a shade button back then? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. It's so good. I know we have to get season eight so you can watch it. It's so good. Uh, but anyways, so during 1974, the film The Holes was set within the catacombs of Paris. During 1954, the film Father Brown had pivotal scenes set within the catacombs of Paris. The film As Above, So Below, released in 2014, was the first production that secured permission from the French government to film in the catacombs, which already a good movie, but that's like even more of a reason that you'll need to watch it because that's respectful as fuck. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. So they aim to use no alterations to the environment with the exception of a piano and a car, which were hauled into the catacombs and then set to fire. In all or fairness, only one was set on fire. Bitch. And 
Now that I think of it, there was a telephone on a table stand. Was that already there then? Because they said they only brought in a piano and the car. I mean, maybe only big things. Like, okay. that could have been something they brought in that was small. Okay. So. Well, it wasn't like a grand piano. It was just like one of those square ones. So. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, they brought, like, massive pianos. I'm just saying that there could have been things that were there, and then they might have just brought, like, smaller set That's pieces. That's true. I like that movie. I'm going to have to watch that movie again. I know. I was just it's talking awesome. about that. I was just saying earlier, I'm like, it's actually a pretty good movie. I, I actually should think you're going to like that movie. Like, I, it doesn't have that many jump scares. It, like, has not, one, like, but, supernatural like, spook. Yeah, so you could probably actually watch that without being, like, unsettled. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Like I said, it's mostly like mythological, mythological, mythological. and stuff. So it's, and it's, stuff about um, alchemy. Mm-hmm. It's really good, really good. Which I'm mad into. Mm-hmm. So in August 2017, thieves broke into the cellar from the catacombs and stole more than 250,000 euros worth of wine. Girl, that's a lot of wine. And I'm well, it could be a lot of wine, euros? or it could yeah, 250,000 euros. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So it's roughly like two hundred. Well, but where were the no, cheese and euros worth more than American? Yes, yeah, they what are. Year? 2017. They were 14. 2017. 17. Who death Sorry. bitch? <laughs> I have the delay. Leave me alone. Um. I want to say it was more than a dollar. So I want to say. It's more like five dollars or something because my aunt Virginia and Bonnie took. I think grandma over to Paris or it was at least Chrissy, Bonnie and um, maybe the pound, but not the dollar. I don't know. I just remember they had to spend but, a I mean, shit ton dollar, more I than they expected. Be, yeah. It, no, it would probably be like uh, that's 250,000. We're probably looking around like 260, 280. Yeah. I was going to say it's definitely going to be more than what they're mm-hmm. saying um, in dollars worth. But yeah. That's so, and I mean, it could just also be the wine itself. But, I mean, who knows? Like, there are wine bottles that are, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know? So, who knows? Like, that could be, like, just a couple cases. But where did they say they got it from? Just in the catacombs? Yeah, it was in a cellar from the catacombs. Shit. Have any idea how old that is, then? I don't know. Well, there's the potential of it not being good. Good. Yeah, that's true, too. Fuck it. People take the risk all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Leading us into visits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The catacombs of Paris became, like, what? Just the talking, 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 and we are doing the 180. And hard left. <laughs> There's no slowing down here at this creep cast. We just go and charge wherever we feel like. Another. <laughs> <laughs> the catacombs of Paris became a curiosity of more privileged, uh, say it. Oh, hold on. Parisians. Thank you. From their creation. An earlier visitor being the Count of Artois. Yes. Um, later Charles X of France during the 1787. Uh, public visits began with its re- renovations into a proper ossuary and the 1814 through 1815 war, first allowing only a few times a year with the permission of the authorized mine inspectors, but later more frequently and permitted by the mine overseers, a flow of visitors to de- Degraded, degraded, yep. The ossuary to a point where the permission only rule was restored from 1830, and the catacombs were com- uh, closed completely from 1833 because the church opposed. Uh, op- 
Opposition. Thank you. Opposition to exposing human remains to public display. We don't Mind give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you call the mummies in museums and shit? Come exactly. on. Yeah, but this is because they're white. But they've been doing this for, like, centuries, and now they're all up and like, oh, well, that's not right. Like, choose your battles, Linda. Listen, Catholic Church, not all of you are, but, you know, y'all pretty shady, so Mm -hmm. suck a dick. But they open again for only four visits a year from 1850. Public demand created the government to allow monthly visits from 1867. Bi-weekly visits on the first and third Saturday of each month of 1874. With an extra opening of the uh, opening for the November November first to Swat Saint to Swat yeah to Swat whatever I tried, uh, but that was a holiday, and the weekly visits during eighteen seventy eight and eighteen eighty nine, the most visitors yet that year, the nineteenth uh, century nineteen hundred. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> the 1900 World's Fair Expeditions. Uh, later, they opened for regular da- uh, daily visits. After an incident of vandalism, the catacombs were closed to the public during September 2009 and reopened on December 19th of the same year. Yes. That's why we can't have nice shit, yeah. because you guys go in and fuck it up. I was going to say, leave the dead things alone. This is how you I get haunted. to see it when... Ever, I eventually go to Paris. I'm not going yeah, there. But the so. problem is, though, is that uh, if people didn't do that, you guys wouldn't have anything to talk about. But still, um, why would you sure go in there with plenty of things to talk about? Because they fucking moved the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Talking about vandals that are just like, oh, I'm just going to write my name on here so it's on here forever. It's like, no, you're fucking shit up. It's been there for centuries. Like when people go into the mines and they're just like, oh, well, these are beautiful, you know, what the fuck are they called? Where they drip down. Oh, um... And you're not supposed to touch them, otherwise it stops. Yes. Stalactites, yeah. You're not supposed to touch them, and the people touch them or, like, knock shit over. Like, stop fucking touching shit. It's as easy as that. What the fuck is your problem? Stop ruining shit. If you're gonna do that, stay the fucking side or kill yourself. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm so harsh. That escalated so quickly. (laughs) Stay home or die. (laughs) I should apologize. This liquor is strong. (laughs) I'm very passionate right now. (laughs) But yeah, no, point being is the only people I should be yelling at to stop touching shit are Amber's children. (laughs) Oh my god, they're such dirty touchers. (laughs) Especially like nowadays, I'm just like, don't touch anything. Put your hands in your pockets. Oh, what's that? I need to tell. (laughs) Just see me like coming from the sky. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, like you said, y'all stop me, stop fucking shit up. Stop touching shit. Stop it. It's as easy as that. I'm going to find you. I'm going to clothesline you with <laughs> Satan and I's social distancing scarf. That's going to be amazing. So, moving on into the legends and myths of the catacombs. Which, so this next section we got from, um, I don't remember the exact website name, but essentially you can Google it. It's the tour guy, so G-U-Y, travel blog. Mm-hmm. And it's where I got, like, all the good collection of stories. Because I feel like everything else was just, like... Facts, facts, facts. No spook for you. And I was like, thank you, I'm tour getting guy. some spook. So thank you, tour guide travel blog. You a real true OG. Flick. <laughs> so, uh, so starting off with the uncovered video camera. So in the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles, people who study and explore the Paris catacombs regularly, were walking through the dark chambers of the ossuary 
where they happened upon a video camera on the ground. To their surprise, the camera had footage on it. As the group watched the footage, they heard disturbing noises. It became apparent that the man holding the video camera was lost and had no idea how to escape. In the video, the audience can clearly draw that the man is going mad inside of the underground network of tunnels. The video ends abruptly, with the man dropping his camera on the ground. To this day, no one knows who this man was or if he came out alive. Many believe that the movie As Above, So Below was inspired by this tragedy. Ooh. Ooh. That's spook. I do love a good found footage. <laughs> exactly. That leads us into the voices at midnight. Prefer- Sounds like a band. I know, right? And we're the voices, voices at, at midnight. midnight. <laughs> <laughs> You're we're just like, jealous. We're like a radio talk show, late night radio talk show. And this is the voices at midnight. I see that you're awake still. <laughs> like, I, I want to be a DJ jockey now and go with the voices of midnight. That'd be the fucking shit. <laughs> I'd be the tits. Right. And now we're listening to, I don't know. I was trying to think of a really funny, like, random techno thing. Now we're going to listen to Mind Your Business, because Siren then said so. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Bass Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll exit out on Sandstorm. I love it. Uh, if you don't know that song, you're not from the early 2000s and you're missing out. Yeah. It was the shit. I was going to say, go kill yourself. <laughs> you just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Everclear, for this amazing personality tonight. Oh I owe God. my life to you. <laughs> I'm going to just make stickers of your face and it just says, kill yourself. <laughs> Voices of Midnight. Voices at Midnight. Uh, Possibly linked to the video camera story, a famous Paris catacombs legend says that a mystifying thing occurs within the burial site after midnight. After midnight. (gasps) It's after midnight. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. The legend says that if you are inside the cat, uh, cat (laughs) inside the Paris catacombs after midnight, the walls begin to speak. Ooh. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of heads in it, so. I mean, voices do carry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dismembered bodies. Disembodied voices. I can't. Fuck it. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I mean, also fair because they are technically dismembered, so. But, uh. Not wrong. Disembodied. (laughs) Voices will try to persuade you to venture deeper and deeper into the catacombs until you can't find your way out. Sounds like some, like, fucking sneaky-ass bullshit to me. Yeah, no, you know who's not? See, that's the thing where I'd be like, God damn it. Like, this is the thing. It's like, I want to go because it'd be cool, but also, like, terrified of that shit. See, what you do is if a voice is telling you to go down that way, you're like, I'm going to nope the fuck that way. <laughs> right. And, or I'm just going to elastic myself to you. What if it's an actual, like, if you know the person's voice? And that's bad because it's a demon. Yeah, fuck that shit. Like, you never heard of that? So demons can actually, the people that you most care about or the people that are surrounding you that you hear their voices all the time can um, can mimic that that. sound. And they will drag you deeper until there's nowhere else for you to go but, like, death. Well, it's like, have you ever seen, like, the creepy, what is it? I feel like I've seen on the No Sleep podcast where it's just, like, I'm getting really tired of my dad knocking on my window at night and telling me to, you know, come with him and da da But, you know, I keep, you know, telling him no because I know that my dad is sleeping in the next room. Well, there have been times when we lived with his parents at night. Like, he would be asleep 
and I know he'd be asleep, but I've been doing something else. And like, I'd hear his voice telling me to go somewhere. I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> I'm going to nope the fuck out of there. Fuck that shit. I'm out. Now, see, this is what's going to happen is we're going to go. I'm going to have one of those child leash backpacks and I'm going to like hardcore chain it to Amber's belt to where we can't be separated. I'll fight some fucking ghosts. <laughs> I got this. And then I'm going to give me a bottle of and my monkey I'll backpack will be filled with salt and all sorts of amulets and trinkets. We got this. <laughs> we got this. Leave me a bottle of Everclear and I'll fucking destroy the <laughs> shit out of anything. This is still Listen, you, so, you fucking twat. <laughs> you Dead look, motherfucker. You look stupid. I you can pull even, like my dad. You don't even have a nose. I can pull like my dad. <laughs> was, it, was that raccoon? I was like, ah! It's like a motherfucking raccoon. <laughs> like chase after it. I was like, I ain't scared of you. <laughs> Daddy, you screamed like a 12-year-old girl. Are you sure? <laughs> It's <laughs> ah, so good. I love it. <laughs> um, but the ghost of uh, Philly Bear, S. Pierre. Yeah, I said yep, it right. Yep. Uh, during the French Revolution, a man named Philly Bear, S. Pierre, was a doorman at the Ve- uh, Valve de Grasse Hospital. On the mission, on a mission. Yep. Who? He's exploring. He was on a mission. <laughs> Um, but on a mission to fen- fetch, not fence. <laughs> I'm a fence boy. <laughs> he was on a mission to find that bottle of Pinot Noir so they could fence. It was time for their weekly fencing. Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> but he was on a mission to fetch a certain liquor from a cellar. Now, like a liquor to like, like it. Not ether, but like something like rubbing alcohol, or like you're actually gonna get drunk. I think that's what I want to know. I'm going along the lines more drunk, just due to what is said later. Okay, but uh, Philibert actually ended up entering the Paris catacombs instead, walking around the pitch black catacombs alone with a single candle. That's where you done fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, Philibert became incredibly lost and confused. Many believe he may have been intoxicated at the time as well. So yeah, finished his battle of. You know, the spirits and was like, I need, I need another bottle. Mm-hmm. More spirits to drown out the spirits that are within my life. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the ghosts out. Uh, Philly Bear's candle blew out, making his vision completely black. I know, right? At this point, it was virtually impossible for him to escape the profound darkness of the catacombs. His body was not found until 11 years later when a group of cataphiles... I'm not getting back into that. So the cataphiles <laughs> un- uncovered it. They identified him by the hospital key ring around his belt. As Pierre is buried in the catacombs in the exact same spot where he died with a tombstone describing his death. The cataphiles and catacomb folklore tellers say that each November 3rd, Philibert's ghost haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs. Ooh. Bitch really wants that bottle of Pinot. He's like, well, shit, yeah. If I knew it was the tits, I'd go after it, too. Just brings, like, small little, like, flight bottles to leave at his tombstone. I mean, I would. I feel like that should be the proper offering for this guy. The man wanted liquor so badly that he didn't even notice he was going into a catacomb to get it. Like, how do you not know you were in a catacomb anymore? Alcohol, baby. I am (laughs) drunk as fuck sometimes, but I'm just like... 
that looks ominous as fuck. Let's do this. Well, <laughs> we, no, shit. I have done that before. <laughs> I was going to say, how many times have we drank and then you're like, hey, you know what we should do? And I'm like, this sounds like a terrible start to a Let's sentence. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So the secret hideout inside of the Paris catacombs. So in 2004, a group of police officers were exploring a part of the Paris catacombs restricted from public access. They began to uncover very strange things. First, they found a PA system with pre-recorded guard dog barking noises playing. Then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones using pirated electricity. The officers found a bar, a living area, workshop, lounge, and even a cinema with room to seat 20 people. Sounds exciting. I'm like, the fuck? We don't anything cool like that. So, the cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs. The creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceiling recording them. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, top-notch security, yo. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> so, the police squad went back to the area a few days later, which, at first, I was like, why did it take so many days? But also, it was probably, like, some rookie cops and, mm-hmm. like, some senior cops are like, yeah, okay, you know, there's, right. a, there's a movie theater in the, you know, in the catacombs. Sure, Billy. You know. But, um, so they go back with a larger team to further investigate after they finally convince someone to believe them. Uh, so everything they had discovered from the phone lines to the Paris, uh, catacomb cinema had vanished. The only thing they found was a note that read, uh, meaning don't search. Ooh. I know. I was like, (laughs) well, don't. Well, now I'm gonna. <laughs> Satan's Don't way tell of me what to do. Mind your business. <laughs> I know, but that's, again, part of me is very much like, tell me what to do. Well, now I'm gonna search. See, that's my downfall, is like, the sassitude is real. Yeah, like, <laughs> ghosts freak me out, but if a ghost was like, oh, bet you wouldn't come down here, I'd be like, well, bet you out. You know? Bitch, we box and, and throw my, hands. And then my stubborn ass is like, you know, I'll show him. I got the salt, bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. And I do think I was able to grow my hair out. Spite. Spite. You tell me I can't do something, then it's like, well, now I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Hey, <laughs> what's that? Or, or it's like, that. if you tell me to do something, and it's like, well, now fuck you, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways, that that's pretty much it. That was the last one. Um, oh, we should have Googled that one you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. So if you guys ever, like... There's this movie that I remember. It also involves the catacombs. I have no idea what the dick it's called. But it's good. This girl visits her sister who's in Paris. I don't remember why. Either she was touring or she lives there. And she came from America. And her sister's just like, there's going to be a party in the catacombs. we got to stay within a certain area because it'll get lost and shit like that. Well, the sister's a bitch. And <laughs> she intentionally loses her sister during this party. Her sister's drunk, wants to leave, tries to leave, ends up getting lost. Now, which sister is it? Is it the, the one visiting one? one? Well, the one that's visiting, yeah. Okay. And, Wait, uh, the one that's visiting is the one that's drunk and getting lost, or the yes, one that's a bitch? she's The drunk. older sister's the bitch that the lives. The bitch, okay. yep, got it. So she has her friends intentionally mess with her. So she thinks that she's hearing things and seeing things. And long story short, she ends up killing everybody. The younger sister? The younger sister kills everybody. She kills her sister last, and she's just like, oh, well, you know, this is why I don't invite you places, and this, that, and the other. She's just like, you ruin everything, and she fucking kills her. And, but she makes it out of the catacombs, if I remember correctly. But I don't remember I what just, the movie. It was a good movie. I just love that. It was I weird, always, but good. I, this is why I don't invite you to things, because you ruin everything, even though I'm the one that psychologically tortured you to the point that you were starting to kill people. Yeah, right? I love That's just such, like, a weird... It's very much like a, what does that remind me of? 
Some psychological bullshit. (laughs) Now I can't remember. I had something and now it's gone. Like my existence. (laughs) But yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know. So that could just be a movie. Might not be an actual thing. But, it's still you know, a good movie, but, but yeah. it involved the catacombs, so. Oh, you know what? Okay, now I remember. Um, oh, God. I spit on your grave. Was spit on your grave in the catacombs? No. I'm just saying, like, it's very much like revenge. Oh, yeah. Story-esque arc that I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie, too. Because, I mean, my brothers were terrible to me, but I haven't threatened to kill them yet. Well, gone through with a well, threat. Actually, I haven't seen I Spit on Your Grave. It's Drag Me to Hell that I'm thinking of that yeah. I've seen. I Spit on Your Grave. I Spit on Your Grave was supposed to be banned or something because it was just that fucking graphic The or original, yeah. like the OG one. The remake, it's not. Um, but yeah, I've never actually watched it because I just don't know if I could handle like Bunch the rape, rape and shit. Rape yeah. murder scene because that's, that's the thing that makes it like kind of hard and that's why for a while I the original one was banned well, because it was very graphic. Well, in one of the Freddy movies... With the nun, she was raped for a certain amount of days and hidden among the insane people that she took care of. Yeah. And that's how Freddie was born. Yeah, because what was it? Um, 99 Bastards, something like that. I don't remember. I think it was the third, fourth movie, but like I was just like, damn. Yeah. And what was it? But yeah, like I said, so those storylines are always a little bit mm-hmm. harder for me to watch. But yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, but that's just, like, the revenge vibe that yeah. gave me, that description gave me. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I would definitely go, obviously, after all this is over. I won't go because I have a fear of flights and fucking European everything bugs and shit. So, I'm not going to go. European bugs. Well, there's just, like, there's those certain kind of bugs that are indigenous to that area. Baby, you're thinking Australia. No, just any kind. There's one in the Amazon, like... That can kill everything can kill you. So I, I was gonna say I don't like flying. I don't want to deal with it. I'm intrigued, but listen, I'll drug you up. If my fat ass could stay on this side of the earth, I would stay on this side of the earth listen, where my fat ass was. I will just enhance you. We'll go together. It'll be fine. No, <laughs> come on. If you're you going, I things. know you're drugged. <laughs> And you're under mind control. If you're willing to go, I'd be like, mm-mm, this bitch is possessed by Satan, not today. Well, obviously we would go on a tour. I wouldn't be like, let's find some local that, you know, some local canophile and have them give us, like, the ultimate tour. Fuck that noise. Because that's how that as above below shit kind of goes down. But except, you know, I, I mean, she wanted to go that route. But she I'm wanted to find some shit. I would go on the proper tour route during the day. Three in the day where we come out and there's still sunshine. And we're just yeah. like, oh. It's like, it's like when you go to a movie in the morning, like a matinee, and then you're like, oh. <laughs> Dude, I feel like sometimes when you're in a theater, it just feels like movies are so much longer than they actually are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, that's it. We're three episodes away from our 100th episode. Yeah, so tune in. I'm not ready. <laughs> Our baby's going to be 100 episodes old. I, I'm not ready. <laughs> Almost two years into this. Yeah, it stuck up so fast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so rate, subscribe, follow. Donate. And have a new spooky night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Leave.